Welcome to this special edition, edition of Reckless Speculation. We had to do this. A couple of huge breaking stories. Brandon Jane, Robbie Davis joining me. First, let's hit the NBA for just a quick moment. Uh, and I'll give the, my best synopsis of the situation. Kevin Durant follows Kyrie Irving to Brooklyn. Kyrie opts out now, probably ends up in Brooklyn 12 more months at max. He uh, is basically left on an island by himself. Kevin Durant goes to the owner of the Brooklyn Nets today and demands a trade. A couple of possible destinations, Miami, who really don't have a lot of trade pieces. Kevin Durant owns a house there. But Phoenix, a proposal that's in the media is DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker, Miles Bridges, and two first-round draft picks for Kevin Durant. Brandon Jane, uh, what do you make of that situation? No way Phoenix does that. I mean, Booker's their up-and-coming star. Um, the whole reason that Katie fits well in Phoenix is because of Booker. And Chris Paul's on his way out. Uh, he, he needs another, you know, duo for the super team and no chance that's happening. And, you know, this is going to get interesting to see because everyone's shooting for the moon for KD right now. Um, and, you know, those are the top two destinations, Phoenix, Miami. But, I mean, this is, this is going to get a little interesting as far as what people are actually willing to give. And then, then you're going to, you know, is KD left? sitting there um, for another 12 months with the Nets because he can't get what he, he needs for his trade. So a um, lot to come out of this. And, man, did uh, did the Nets really screw this thing up, letting, letting us through out of here? Everything looked in place for the Nets. Robbie, you're kind of our NBA guy. Is In my head, Kevin Durant looks – foolish for the moves he made 12 months ago, signing that huge contract. What? How do you read the situation, and how does Kevin Durant save his career at this point? So so a couple of things. Uh, this just goes to show the NBA more than any other league, the players have the power. A four-year contract is not a four-year contract. They can demand a trade. If I'm the Nats, though, first off, I'm I'm looking back at – do you all remember when the Lakers kind of – after Shaq left and Kobe was kind of playing by himself and Kobe demanded a trade and the Lakers said, wait, just bear with us. We'll get you talent. We'll, we'll, we'll mm-hmm. change our team to fit you. If I'm the Nets, that's what I'm doing first. Hey, you want Kyrie gone? We'll get him out of here. You want so-and-so gone? We will shape it around you. You want a new coach? We'll do that. Um, other than that, though, and this is kind of why Kobe stayed in L.A., is you have to give up a King's ransom to get him. Yeah. And so you're looking at Phoenix or Miami. If Phoenix has, has to give up Aiton and Booker and draft picks and that, KD's got to look at that and be like, well, I can't win there either. So, you know – and like, what's ironic about the whole thing is 
probably the team with the most assets that can keep the most talent is back in Golden State. But I don't think that would work. But they could give up Wiseman, Wiggins, draft picks, uh, pool. They could give all that up, get KD back, and they're the favorites again. But I don't think that will happen. But that's the most fitting thing to still win because, you know, there's been talk about uh, the Pelicans have a lot of assets. And as much as I love New Orleans, um, I don't know if I want to be an athlete in New Orleans. I don't want to be famous in New Orleans. I'd rather be just below the radar in New Orleans. Um, A wild card, though, to me is could the Hawks get in this? Could the Hawks – I mean, they just had a trade – do they have any pieces left? I don't know if he wants to play in Atlanta. But, you know, he played in Oklahoma City a long time. He's he's just a, a – both him and Kyrie are weird guys. And it's just like I don't get a feel for what they want. And Durant, I mean, he's won two championships with Steph. That's not, a, that's not much for a guy with his talent. And he's been on some loaded teams. Those Oklahoma City teams were loaded. Yeah. The the – Funny Atlanta Trey Young posted the poop emoji emoji just a minute ago and said yeah. our league s got real and it did yeah. enough mm-hmm. to make it real and I don't know if the Hawks have got enough assets left. You're talking about having to move DeAndre Hunter and Jalen Johnson and they've got I've already traded two of their two three of their next five picks away. It would be tough yeah. for. This Wouldn't is the a, Hawks like to go back two days and be like, if this news is breaking two days ago, we're holding on to everything. I, I you cool. know, with you there, but also uh, Kevin Durant's thirty three. Dewan John Mer- uh, Murray is twenty four. If you're building for a eight nine year run, you're, you've yeah. made the right. As, as the Raptors, as the Raptors and the Raptors fans, was it worth it for eight months of Ka- Kawhi Leonard? It absolutely was. I, I, I agree. I agree. This is just it, – it's a double-edged sword here because KD wants to go to a team that can contend and he needs to be a piece that can immediately make that team a favorite. And what the Nets are asking is to remove all the pieces that make that team good for KD. And that – I mean, you just – it's going to be stalemate here. I mean, we, I, I just don't see – I don't see him going to a team that immediately can contend because he's going to be the only player on that team. And to Robbie's point, I I think in their best interest is to restructure the Nets around KD. That's their best option at this point. Yeah, say, say, what do you want? We'll give it to you. Yeah, we'll do whatever we can because – Yeah, I don't don't know the Bucs roster all that much, but, man, him and Giannis – with whoever you want to put around them would be a formidable combo. All right. We, we have to slide on from you're right. We'll have to slide on from Kevin Durant because uh, he jumped into this story today, but really this is a breaking, breaking, shocking occurrence in college football today. Uh, As much as Kevin Durant has dominated some of the news out of the blue. First of all, I want to ask either one of you, did you have any inkling or any rumor? I mean, I'm a rumor hound when it comes to college football, and I heard nothing of this. Robbie, I'll start with you. You're the Twitter hound. Anything before it broke? 
No, this, this is actually more surprising than last year when Oklahoma and Texas broke to the SEC. Um, yeah, no, I did not see it coming, especially not today or at the end of June. No, this caught me by – actually, whenever it was text on our group chain, I thought it was fake. And then I started seeing it more and more throughout the day, and I was like, wow. So, Brandon, um, it affects your conference, basically. The Big Ten and the Big Ten – I did follow up with a little research. The Big Ten Board of Presidents or Board of Governors already approved admitting UCLA, USC starting in 24. Uh, That's before Oklahoma and Texas technically get to the SEC. The Big 12 – or the Big Ten expands to California, adds – to me, the two primary my, – my buddy Rod was here. He might argue with me. But to me, it's all about USC and UCLA in that in that conference. And you get probably the best football program the Pac-12 has in USC and the best basketball program in UCLA. And you add it to a conference that is already arguably the second best conference in America. Did the Big Ten just – put a death nail in the Pac-12, Brendan Jane. Yeah, I think so. I think the Pac-12 is done after this. Um, that, that's pretty much their hype is USC, uh, UCLA sometimes in football. But, look, this came out of nowhere. None of us – I mean, we're on sports channels all day long, or, and there were no talks. And for – you know, the Board of Governors or whatever for the Big Ten to already approve this. This has been in talks for quite some time, and I would say the ball got rolling right after uh, Texas and Oklahoma joined the SEC. Uh, This is where the stars start to align, and the NCAA is like, oh, what is going on here? Because this is about to be Power Five. We'll take our ball, and we'll play our own way. And you're seeing it happen. And we talked about this several times. That's what it's coming down to. And, you know, with this whole new NLI and transfer portal, all this moving parts, uh, I think it's, it's wise for these conferences to do that and show that they, they do hold the power. And when it comes to these TV contracts and the money, um, you're dealing with the conference, not the NCAA. Robbie, uh, Brandon said Power 5, but is it Power 5? Is it Power 4? Is that the accurate term? It's Power 2. But no, let me take a step back. Um, Is is this the biggest backstabbing in sports history? What the Big Ten just did to the Pac-12? Pretty close. I mean, look, just last year, they formed an alliance with the ACC and the Pac-12 and the Big Ten that they would not poach each other's members, that they would not come to the SEC, they would not let the SEC dominate. And then the Big Ten just said, ah, just kidding. Hey, thanks, USC. Thanks, UCLA. Uh, I happen to think – yeah, I have to think uh, UNC and Notre Dame are the next dominoes to fall. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is this is just setting like we all talked about it. We all said there's probably going to be a new super conference or two to battle it out. Um, 
But this is going to mirror the AFC and the NFC in the NFL. It's going to be like the Big Ten is going to grab two more. The SEC is going to I, – my guess is UNC, Notre Dame, go to the Ace, or Big Ten, Clemson, Florida State, Florida State or Miami go to the SEC. They form their conference or two divisions in their TV contract. Fox has the North, ESPN has the South, and that's that they're they're gonna have their like like Brand said, they're taking their ball and saying, see ya, no more regulations, and we're getting all the TV money, all of it. Is there room for a third conference in this, Robbie? Why? Why would they why would the Big Ten AC allow it? Like, think about it. Why if, if you're why well, split the money three ways when you only have to split it two ways? There's yeah, only- there's, still, there's still a market though. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna take the you know second best or mediocre teams, and they could come together to form somewhat of a conference. Yeah, it's not going to be near what the power of these two would be, but I can I can see that because there's still some TV markets out there uh, that you know could draw some attention, but. Man, this is wow. It, um, I, I, if I was, if it was me, if I was the Big Twelve, the Pac Twelve, and the ACC still sitting pretty because they haven't been rated yet. But I'm seriously thinking about I'm moving to the spring. I'm taking our product if it's going to be from noon till midnight. 20, 25, whatever, whatever the number, if it's 20, that's 40 teams in the comp. That's the NFL. That's, that's more than the NFL. And that's a lot of TV that gets filled. You're, you're struggling for airwaves. Let's, uh, let's, let's add, let me put it this way. If you are, and I'm, I'm going to name the best of the rest, Baylor, Kansas, Oklahoma state, Kansas for basketball, Robbie. Okay. Uh, okay. Oregon. Uh, Oregon, Colorado, uh, Stanford, Washington. Uh, I don't. I'm not sure that you know Texas Tech is not in that group. Are you saying to heck with all these other teams right now? Give me the best six teams left out west, and we're going to go rogue, and we're going to be the new Western Twelve. Um, well, so to clarify, just one quick clarification: the NCAA owns the NCAA tournament. They do not own the college football playoff. They don't own anything. So basketball and football are two separate money bags, if you will. Um, Correct. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think if you're you, well, I think so. The Big Twelve is in the best position to survive versus the Pac twelve. They've already added BYU, Cincinnati, Houston. Yeah, so if you can get Utah and Oregon to come, I think – and if you want the Arizona schools, I think they can survive. If you're Stanford, you're Cal, um, man, you're in trouble because you're a rich fan base, but there's no actual fans. And so those those essentially Ivy League West schools are in trouble. And then, like, Washington, you're up there in the corner, you're in a big market, but – it's it's all changing so quick. So I, I do think the Big Twelve, and maybe they just take all the leftovers and say we're doing a 
West Coast, Texas to West Coast division and see see if anyone picks it up. But the Pac-12 with USC, with UCLA, had such a hard time. Maybe it was mismanaged, but they had a hard time getting on MTV. Robbie, uh, I want to come back to that. But, Brandon, one question. As a Big Ten fan, and the first reaction I got from the Big Ten group was, uh, we'll see UCLA or USC in Madison, Wisconsin in November. Uh, how is uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan going to feel loading up their team in November and going and playing in 90-degree weather in L.A.? This is really a mismatched climate environment for football. Yeah, I mean – Robbie put out a picture of the map earlier, and was but it's it is it's so true, and you know we're there's a learning curve here. Um, I, once they do commit, I mean that that's up to the staff, and I mean half these kids come from all over the country, different climates anyway. So I mean it's just a matter of acclimating your body and, and getting getting the right training for it. So. Yeah, I could see a little bit of a learning curve, but overall, I mean, I really don't see a, a huge effect that that's going to – I mean, you're talking about some of the best coaches in college football, so, I mean, they'll, they'll have their teams prepared. Well, and and don't don't get it twisted. Uh, the climates in, in the Pac-12 are way different. Southern California versus Utah versus Seattle versus Oregon. Mm-hmm. The, hey, if you play in – Palo Alto in the in early August, it's cold. Like, you know, like those climates are diverse. Um, and I mean it's hot in the Midwest. I don't I don't take much, I think more so travel. I think really what you're gonna see is winter sports, basketball, those kind of things where you're I mean, if you have if you're from playing in LA and you have a four-game road trip, you know, and you're going all the way on the east coast, coming back for a home stand, like I think that's gonna be more more problematic than football. Sure. Robbie, um, is Oregon the best program that's left out of this right now, other than Notre Dame, who could be in a conference if they want it to be? Yeah, well, this is the biggest surprise to me, is how, like, if they were blindsided, which you presumably think they were, how does Nike get blindsided in all this? Like, how does some like all those all these teams have Nike connections? How does no one leak to Nike? This is about to go down, and Oregon's about to be left out. That's what like like that's the secretive nature of this, and how they kept it all together. That's the most impressive thing that that, that I can think of. Is just Nike, one of I mean the biggest sports company in the world. You're right, and the founder is that the master donor at, at a university that this affects greatly and they didn't know. Yeah. Well, you look at today's society and how instantaneous something gets out there with social media and everything else. And nobody heard about this. I mean, I, I can imagine that Mikey didn't either, you know, this was behind closed doors. There are three or four guys signing contracts or making deals, doing whatever. And that was it until I broke it. And, you know, 
you know, it, it, it almost thinks like it was just uh, uh, Warren, Mr. Warren uh, for the Big Ten commissioner and UCLA and USC, just like the, the president's like in like this one private room. And he said, if y'all agree, I'll get my guys to sign off on it. It makes too much sense not to. All right, a couple of questions I want to fire you. First, Brandon, as a Big Ten fan, how do you feel about maybe every annual trips to L.A.? And did your conference get did your conference get to the SEC level in football today? Um, you know, yet to be determined. We'll see. Um, the conference is pretty strong. I, I think we've had some years where we were a little bit better than the SEC and. Uh, you know, as of latter, the SEC has been quite a bit better than us. But, um, yeah, I mean, it definitely helps. I mean, two two big teams, big market teams. Um, you know, recruiting is going to change for all aspects here. You know, now big you're going to have – Big map into L.A. Right, which, you know, some of the big school, Michigan, Ohio State, we've always recruited on the West Coast, and that's, that's no secret there. But now you're going to start seeing Nebraska. Um, Wisconsin, those kind of – those kind yeah. of schools, Iowa, starting to recruit on the West Coast. Uh, and vice versa, you know, they're going to get some of these corn-fed guys from, you know, Wisconsin to, to go out to USC. So um, it, it definitely changes the dynamic of the recruiting aspect. But, yeah, overall, I, I, it definitely makes us a better conference. They're, they're more relevant teams, um, big market teams, and I think the talent will flock to them especially with money and in our audience. In, in recruiting real quick, I think this almost puts a death nail on UCLA's recruiting. And what I mean by that is UCLA, when they're good, their stadium's empty. It's going to be an away game full of Big Ten teams at their home stadium. And they're going to go to – Ohio State and see a college – like their only college football atmospheres is at Oregon and at USC. They're going to go to the horseshoe and be like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Um, they're going to go to Madison, Wisconsin, and the big house. Penn State, these are amazing atmospheres. And we play in front of a high school stadium – I mean, a high school crowd in a $100,000 stadium, a 100,000-seat stadium. I, 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 don't, I don't think this is a good move for UCLA. Let's be honest, though. UCLA didn't jump on for football. It is strictly basketball with UCLA. Yeah, I mean, at the same point, Robbie, uh, the SEC brought Missouri in as a basketball school, and they played in two SEC championship games in their first two years, which was yeah. enough. But, I mean, I, I, I value UCLA. You tell me I'm going to see UCLA and Michigan every year on the hardwood. I, as a basketball fan, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, as an SEC fan, was your first thought, well, it's time for us to move again? Um no, not necessarily. My thought was this is where it's going. And I don't think I just think it's too natural to grab Clemson and Florida State and Miami. I I don't think the SEC needed to go out to the West Coast. Um, to grab any schools, it just to me, I, I think the SEC is there's just too. I think it's just too easy pickings for for us for the SEC. 
Um, because we for I mean, I mean let's call a spade a spade. The Big Ten has academic requirements. They have academic standards. And so, like, Clemson's never going to be on the Big Ten's radar. That's why UNC and Notre Dame would probably go to the Big Ten. Um, the SEC is a sports conference. Um, and so, yeah, no, I, I think – I mean, I think it's definitely like, look, let's figure out what number – we're going to set on. So like each of them are at 16 now. So are we staying there? Are we going to 18, 20? What kind of what's a gentleman's agreement of what is this? Look, I think 16 each. That's the AFC NFC. That's perfect. But it, it would suck for Clemson, Florida State, Miami to be left out of this thing. I don't know if the SEC doesn't value other teams more than Florida State and Miami. Maybe Miami for South Florida, but I think we overlook Virginia Tech and North Carolina State that have untapped SEC markets. Maybe you end up with something we didn't think of. Maybe you end up with Miami, Clemson, North Carolina State, and Virginia Tech, and Florida State ends up as the odd man out. And it's possible at this point. If I'm Florida State and or Miami – yeah, I'm kind of panicking at this moment because one of them is going to be left holding the bag. I, I agree. One of those schools in Florida is going to end up in – and I think since the – and maybe it's just me as an SEC fan. Since Florida State basically thumbed its nose at the SEC in 92, I think Miami would be given the first opportunity. I'll put it that way. All right, guys. Uh and we're going to try to limit this to 30 minutes. So I want to get through a couple of things. Rose Bowl ramifications has always been the granddaddy of all games. The biggest bowl game of the year. I know it had a, it has a BCS tie-in now or a championship playoff tie-in. But there's going to be no Big Ten versus Pac-12 in my head after today's action. Does the... Rosebowl goes scrambling for a new permanent partner outside of the Pac-12. About the SEC? <laughs> what do you like? Where are you going to go? Yeah, we're we're getting down. Like I said, you know, initially we all thought this could be a Power Five conference thing, and I did state that earlier. But you you guys are right. It's to Power Two, possibly three. Um, I think they'll adapt. I mean, that's a great stadium. It's a staple. Um, you know, thing, things are, are very malleable right now, and we've got to understand that. So those big places, big staples like that, are not going to be left out, um, especially being ties with uh, USC and UCLA. So. Robbie, the, the, so, so the Rose Bowl aspect of this, could be the first or second biggest backstabbing in sports history. I would be, I, I would, I would love to be able to look at this contract that UCLA has with the Rose Bowl, because the Rose Bowl is owned by the city of Pasadena. UCLA rents it. If I was, if I owned the Rose Bowl, I'd kick UCLA the hell out and be like, go find your own stadium. Yeah, but then what's UCLA or what's the Rose Bowl gonna? Do just I mean host the Rose Bowl. I mean that's it all year. 
I mean, they, I mean, they host, they host seven UCLA games. Besides that, I mean, and the the gate's not great. They make money off the Rose Bowl, and yeah, and probably make enough to keep the lights on. But you know, I mean, I'm sure it's built in 1940. It's paid for. Uh, the I don't see that place dying in this situation. Well, no, I'm just saying. I'm, I, I'd I'd lease it out to the Chargers. I'd say, I mean, I I, I would just be like, you just left. Because you killed the Rose Bowl. It's not going to be Big Ten versus Pac-12 anymore. Right. It's not. No. Is, uh, Robbie, we'll come to you the next question. Is the next – who are the players in the next round? You threw a couple of names out. Or is that your – Notre Dame has to align now or be left out. Is that is that true? They've never aligned before. It's never done this before. Um, we've said a lot of nevers. Could you ever imagine USC and UCLA flying to Rutgers every year? <laughs> no, like, it, it, I mean, this 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 move today really shaped that. Yeah, I mean, I can't say it enough. It it's coming. It's it's the SEC and the Big Ten. They're they they're taking. I mean, if you're ESPN, why are you paying for? Arizona versus Arizona State. With all due respect to those teams, they, it comes on at ten o'clock at night on the East Coast. No, pay more to keep the Big Ten and the SEC. Like it, it just starts wow. doesn't make financial sense anymore. Maybe Amazon or Apple or Google picks up these other conferences, but no, yeah, Notre Dame's got to go into one. And I mean, the Big Ten makes too much sense. I agree. Who is um, who is Oregon, Notre Dame, Oregon, right now are setting. Who's the team we're not talking about that brings something to the table that we keep going that needs somewhere logical other logically other than where they're at now? Is it wait, Baylor? At Oklahoma State? Is it Washington? Well, wait. So BYU is in the Big Twelve now. Yes. Okay, so BYU has a huge fan base. Uh, but you look at Baylor, TCU, Houston, who I thought just went into a good situation. Now that may have changed. Um, Boise, but I mean, Oregon's the Oregon and Washington are the big fish, but they're up there all by themselves. Yeah, and like I don't, I don't think so. Like the U, UCLA president said. Yeah, we know the travel is going to be a lot, but we've got a lot more money now to travel. And so essentially, yeah, we're flying charter. We're good. Yeah, the, but the trip. Baylor traveling to Seattle or, or to Eugene, that TV region is not going to be able to pay for that. They're going to be flying commercial, and that's just too geographically divided for that. what that product's going to be. Am I wrong to think that Utah is an asset to someone if you can find it? I mean, Utah seems like a full stadium, good basketball, good football. Or is it the fact that it's Utah that hurts them? No TV market. Uh, I don't see where they fit in, to be honest. I mean, it, it's a tough one, but – 
like I said, that's why I feel there has to be some type of third kind of conference with these these teams getting left out. But, you know, Terrell's point is going to pose another geographical problem um, traveling all over the country to, to try and play games. So, man, I have, I have no answers right now. This is – it's crazy. Um, and it's, it's also exciting at the same time. So, so I do think you could sell this, this, this kind of group. Oregon, Washington, Utah, BYU, Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, Baylor, TCU, Houston, Texas Tech, Texas Tech, and who am I missing? Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. So that's 12. I think you could sell that if you want to add Oregon State. And Washington State for fourteen, and That's then you got Kansas, Kansas and Kansas State. You're at sixteen with them. Yeah, so maybe maybe that's feasible. Comment from Kong, and I, I agree. It's all about the TV markings and Notre Dame from here. That's yeah. that's the next shoe to follow. And and it, we could go an hour on this, but we're at our thirty minute mark. And I know you both have other notes. So Robbie Davis is going to let you free fall free fling and just wrap it up for yourself and then Brandon put your thoughts together and we'll come to you for like almost a closing statement just on this subject well so so yeah so minds can be changed I came in today thinking it's just two but after us talking and kind of laying it out it still could be a power four I'm still leaning toward the power tube. I could see that West Coast kind of Texas model at least working for four, and then you have your four-team playoff. I don't think it's going to happen, but I could definitely see it or at least for a year or two. Not to interrupt you, but what if the, this model was an eight-team playoff and two or four or five or six of the bids go to the Big Ten the SEC, and then one out west, and maybe two to the uh, ACC. That's the only way that works, kind of. Yeah. I mean, the Pac-12 hasn't made the playoffs in a while anyways, and so – Yeah. Um, yeah. Now I'm flipping back the other way. I'm so confused on this, on, on if it's if they can survive or not. I, I think I'm going back to my original thing they can't. I think it's just going to be two. All right. Well, uh, those are my final thoughts of just the whole Rob, day I've been thinking about this. Uh, we both lived in Cal Southern California. And, and Jane, I'm, I'm coming straight to you. When I was out there, I could much more enjoy college football because the timing made sense. I cannot stay up till midnight every Saturday night to watch um, what's college football all day long and then the first game kicks off on the West Coast at a, a midnight, you know? The, the time zone really doesn't help them. No, it doesn't. And, like, that's – the mess being the whole issue with the Pac-12 network is you can't get enough eyeballs to sell it. And that's just a nature of the time zones and what we live in. Like, there's a reason – like, L.A. and New York are the two biggest markets, but – if you're going to put something on television, 
you put it on for New York because you can you can still grab LA if it's on New York time. If it's on LA time, you lose New York. And so that's what it's all about. Hundred yeah. percent of the time. It's weird watching TV uh, coming from the East Coast going West Coast. It is so it was so weird to me to wake up on a Saturday morning and the early baseball scores were already coming in. Mm-hmm. East Coast baseball was done by the time I got out of bed. Brandon Chain, the Big Ten guy, the winner today in all this is the Big Ten Conference. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, again, it solidifies what we've been talking about, I don't know, for at least eight, ten months now about how college football is changing and NCAA's power is pretty much non-existent. Um, it, it, it was a, a counter move to, to the SEC. Um, SEC is getting all their stuff together and, and forming their super conference, and the Big Ten will not be left behind. So that's kind of what we're seeing right now. And I just can't believe how quiet it was and how this wasn't broke prior to the actual announcement of it. So well done by all parties involved there because to keep something quiet right now in these day and times, it's impossible. So the, the big 10 TV contracts coming up with Fox, they're, they're spitting out NFL numbers. This go around. They know what they're doing. Kong, uh, Notre Dame will be forced to join the big 10. Uh, we follow that dude, all the rivals. And interesting, uh, Stanford. Stanford. What happens with Stanford? All right, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna close this out with winners and losers today. Winner, Big Ten Conference. We all agree. Yeah, hundred percent. Loser. UCLA football becomes, to me in my head, it is now a four and eight program. It's 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 lower level program now. It takes a step back. It's going to be between them and the Rutgers for last place every year. So, yeah, maybe winner, Rutgers won't finish last. Winner USC football program who has struggled, I think, with finding competition out west when it came, you know, time to play. Robbie USC, I think, is going to be right there. Um, biggest winners to me are. Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, y'all, y'all are y'all are just a now your your cash cow just got fatter and more of a money printer. You don't have to be good at anything. Like just, just if you're Iowa, if you're Kurt Ferentz, just keep going eight eight and four and just keep cashing those checks, man. And the funny thing about it, Iowa signed a five star lineman today, head up against Alabama, Iowa. Yeah. It's kind of strange. Iowa may be the big winner in all this when it's all yeah. done. One I question. Would, yeah. uh, we love our buddy, Raj, who has been the defender of the Pac-12. And we all kind of love you, Raj, but we've always kind of like looked at him and went, yeah, we're not going to argue this point because Raj is a USC Pac-12 guy. Did we get exposed to how weak the Pac-12 was standing today? I think we oh, all knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, the, also the all other loser of the day is uh, Bill Walton and his Conference of Champions logo. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. He, 
<laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's the conference of nobodies now. Yeah, it's it's going to be so weird. Um, maybe we'll get the guys off from the Easy Speak up in Line, Michigan, to come on with us next week. And oh yeah, that'd be good. We'll, interested well, yeah. here. I, I, I foresee a lot of news breaking between this week and next Wednesday when we're on again. Things are going to yeah. move fast, I think, from now on. Everyone's we'll panic. We'll have a 90-minute show next Wednesday. Yeah. For sure. Is there any um, – does this force the SEC to get Texas and Oklahoma out of their contract a little bit faster? Do they pay uh, the $30 million for the next two years? To I, get don't know if they, no, I don't know if they panic on it. No, I, I think they. I think the SEC wants to see – it's kind of like, uh, you know – Patrick Mahomes signing his contract. They want to see what the Big Ten signs first, and then they come to the negotiating table about, well, they set the bar, we're going to hire, then the Big Ten. It's going to be back and forth. So I think the SEC takes it slow. They may try to – they're going to try to negotiate with other schools, but for the TV-wise now, they wait and see what Fox pays the Big Ten. Chess, not checkers. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, i got to say something real fast, and we'll call it a night. We've went overboard. In the last 24 hours, we've had 40,000 visitors to River City Media. Wow. Awesome. 40,000 visitors have read our post, watched our videos, interacted with us. Uh, and a lot of that's credited to a viral story of local sports of the Chattanooga Lookouts getting a new stadium. But even oh, the show last went nuts. And awesome. it was like, once we were going kind of viral, everything we put out went viral. And I just want to, those people that see this, please like and follow us. We are now 31 people from monetizing this program on Facebook. Thirty more, 31 more people follow and like us on Facebook. We are now, after one year, going to be financially obligated to Facebook to pay us. Before. And are we going to get rich, folks? No. Uh, it's pennies on the dollars for production costs, but it would be nice that we could put that money back into the program. Please like, please follow, please share us. I can't believe we're here, guys. We are 31 people from being a red, blue check mark, verified paying monetary site on Facebook. Does that mean I'm going to get us kicked awesome. off as soon as we get verified? Yes. Probably. Here's, we made it. Yeah. You're going to have to get better at that mute button. Right now. <laughs> hey, I'm just glad electricity paid. <laughs> no light problems tonight. For Robbie Davis, RFD24 on Twitter. For Brandon Chain, we are River City Media. Thank each and every one of you who has supported us the last 24 hours. You will never know what it means to three guys that make programming in their living room. It doesn't say ESPN behind beside us. We do it because we care and we love it. And we're here to inform you. And you know what? You take time to listen to us. So thank you very much. And tell 31 of your friends to watch. Tell 31 yeah. like and follow River City Media on Facebook. Good night. Yeah. I,